ladies and gents. <laughs> Ever think about writing a book? Hmm, it's better than a business card. So let's jump on and let's find out how we can get that done. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, let's drop some heat, ladies and gents. Who do we got on the show today? So, you're thinking about writing your own book, and if you're like me, you don't know where to start. You can sit back with friends and family and tell all kinds of stories, but when it comes down to writing, you just draw a blank. Well, today's guest takes all the guesswork out of not only writing your own book, but also marketing it. She will help you rewrite the lies you keep telling yourself that prevent you from writing your own kick-ass book. And she's going to share with us three fun ways to market your book. So let's welcome to the show from writing and or a writing and marketing coach, Meg Calvin. All that party scene already rocking and rolling. Meg, welcome to the show. Uh oh, Meg, I think we got you muted. Let's unmute your mic real quick. There you go. Welcome to the show. Now, let's try that one again. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Take take two. Thank you. I'm so stoked to be here. I'm glad you are. And writing a book, I mean, this is one of those things that uh, I haven't done. My dad actually wrote a book sitting right there. It's called Personal Integrity Creed. Um, I've considered it. I've been told everybody should have their own book. Um, but it's always been a problem for me to sit down and actually get it done. So Meg, what, what problem do you solve? Hey, we've got a problem here. Yeah. Yeah. So what problem do I solve? Yeah. The main problem I solve is, um, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you, when you said the sit down, it's hard for you to sit down and, and write a book. So that's, one problem that some people have is how do I write a book if I'm such a high energy kinesthetic learner that I, I, it's hard for me to be reflective. It's hard for me to be introspective and be still while doing that. So I think the main problem I help, I, I solve, help people solve is clients, whether it's coaches or writers or speakers, ministers, counselors, those that have positive healing or helpful books on their heart which every coach does because it's because it's either a workshop or a keynote or they're mm-hmm. turning their morphing their one-on-one sessions into a book. I have yet in the 26 authors I partnered with in two years, I've yet to partner with someone who was not a kick-ass writer that was not good at writing. So what my role was as their coach was to simply, as you said in the intro, find out what their deepest block was and then unblock that and make them unstoppable at serving their growing audience through um, uh, writing it and then just publishing it with a publisher or self-publishing and then learning the game of organic social media marketing to get that thing to bestseller status on Amazon. So that's the, that's the problem I solve. 
that's the main overview. So let's talk about this finding the solution. How do I write a book? I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many things that I've gone through in my life, personal, financial, health wise. I mean, everything Mm -hmm. under the sun. How can I narrow my almost 40 years on this planet into something that's uh, nice and concise when you have people that have made such an impact with so many people? How are you narrowing down what they can fit on a couple pages? Oh, that's so good. That's a really good question. It's like I'm doing a reel on Instagram right now. So three (laughs) ways, pointing three ways to figure out which idea to chase first. Yeah. So I would say if you, to narrow down the idea that should be your first book, because chances are what you just listed off, if we could use you as a case study, or if this was an exploration call with you right now, I would, what I'm feeling is there's, there's more than one book in you and surrender to that and love that. Yeah, there mm-hmm. is more than one book in me. And what I've seen time and time again is that the books or the, the, the pieces of art that want to come through us as, as creators usually are sequential and one has to, they have, they need to come out in order. There's one that wants to come out that wants to be birthed regardless of gender. I use that language. There's a book that wants to be birthed first. Usually it's the loudest idea. Usually it's the one you're most scared to write about that wants to come Mm. out first. That's going to unblock you in so many creative ways. I, all the clients I've served and myself included, whenever we birth a book, we birth a breakthrough and book writing in it, it, it touches every part of your life, every, every heal, um, every wound that you thought, Oh, I thought I healed that. When we touch that, we touch that heal, that wound when we go deep to create. So we birth breakthroughs. I'm already getting off subject. Okay. Back to the question. So, um, the idea that you should chase first is usually the loudest one. It's usually the one you're most afraid of to write about, which is going to most serve those you're called to serve. It fits the most, there's already some momentum around that idea. And momentum can be something like people have asked you to write it. And when they asked you, you felt joy in your bones. Like that would be fun to write about that. Momentum could be uh, someone's asked you to speak on that topic. Momentum could be you doodled on a napkin, the contents page. Um, And then after momentum, what is another way to tell if it's the first, what what book you should write first? What scares you? There's momentum. It's the loudest. And there's a fourth way to tell. What is that fourth way to tell? It's a good one. (laughs) Man almighty, I should have taken notes. What is the fourth one? Oh, it makes it, it fits. It fits in your life right now. Like with your family and your other goals, it fits. So you're like, oh, this, this could, this makes sense. Cause I could literally make time for this in my life, this idea in my life right now, this other idea is going to take some research and I don't have time for that right now. So those are some ways to tell which one to write first. Now I know myself, for example, uh, I don't have any tattoos. I can't think of a single thing that I want to put on my body that I can think of as forever. Right. Um, will I get one eventually sometime? Who knows? Right. Exactly. Exactly. But here's the other side is I feel like I have an addictive personality. So if I get one, there's going to be a ton, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but first and foremost, like to put something down permanently. And I feel like words on a page have similar feelings to them. Right. So when you talk about things like the thing you're afraid to write the most, it's usually that vulnerable piece, something that Maybe you didn't share with anybody some thoughts about a situation or ideas or concepts. Um, 
it's almost like this imposter syndrome feeling like, who am I to write this book? Who am I to have this opinion? Um, and as such, we don't actually do it. We procrastinate. We think about other options. Maybe we need to get better at it before we write it down. How do you push through these pe- people's uh, imposter syndrome to do the actual writing necessary to get started? Because I'd imagine once you get something on paper, it's easier to make it better versus starting off with a blank sheet, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Imposter syndrome is legit. As you know, preaching to the choir. And it's interesting, no matter how talented a person is, or if it's book number one or book number five, imposter syndrome still speaks up. And it reminds me of that amazing Mel Robbins um, five second rule life coach. She's kick ass. Awesome. Yes, exactly. Yeah, totally. So her Ted talk back in 07, 2017 changed my life and led to my first book. And I even sent her people a copy of it because w- what she teaches us is our, as you know, and your listeners probably know too, our brain's job is to keep us safe. It prefers to be on mm-hmm. autopilot. So whenever we want to do something risky, which we were made to do, our body, our whole being doesn't recognize that as as um, as something that will that will keep us safe. It's like, oh no, that'll be a change. And in less than five seconds, the language part of our brain starts piping up and telling us all the reasons we shouldn't do it. But like you said, if we act, just take a step within the first five seconds, whether that's writing an idea down or telling someone we trust that I I I am going to write a book in 2022. Taking one step makes that imprint on our brain and helps us have the courage to, to do it. So that is one, knowing how the brain operates and knowing that the language part of our brain is just one part of our brain. And there's a whole other part of us. We can get spiritual, but we don't have to. Um, there's other parts of us that, that want to write the book that have been dying to write it, been hungry to write it for many years for most of us. And that part can lead the language part of our brain that is, that is afraid so learning how the brain works you helps a lot of writers get over imposter syndrome. And I think the other the other point that is helpful, and this will get a little spiritual, so sorry about that, but I believe that whenever there's an idea within us, and we can see this in Christian theology or we see it in New Age, we would talk about quantum physics and spirituality that that whenever there is an idea within us, it's only there for two reasons. And the ideas in us to one, bring us joy. And secondly, because someone outside of us, since we're all connected, someone outside of us was hungry, was desperate for that idea to be created so they could be served by it. So unless you are, your idea is, Meg, I want to start a GoFundMe campaign to raise money for full body laser hair removal. Um, unless that's your idea, the idea is there to serve someone and it's about time you do it and you write it. So those, those two points, quiet imposter syndrome a lot uh, can, it can help a lot of people. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your experience in this space, right? You, you, you're doing this. First of all, five, four, three, two, one, you launched, right? You win, you started moving forward, wrote your first book. uh, And there are a lot of people who take that step. They're finally getting it done, but hurdles pop up, obstacles get in the way, life happens. And this feeling of why, why am I doing this is that thing that's going to kind of propel you forward. So what is your why? Why did you get into this space? Why are you doing this? Because I want to know. 
<laughs> um, Julia Roberts was just on the podcast with me. I'm kind of freaking out right now. Yes. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Yes. Why am I doing this? Yeah. So my first, my first book was, was around, um, yeah, it was a, it was a how-to guide. How, how can concerned citizens, how can nonprofits help? How, what was my exact pitch? It's a how-to guide to offer kids hopes whose home life seem hopeless. It was something like that. Mm. So, and, um, that opened the door as it usually does for my clients as well, is that opened the door for speaking at conferences and coaching. And when I began to, as my network began to expand, I began to run into lots of people that had amazing, also had amazingly healing and helpful books that were going to make such a positive influence in the world. But they, like myself, were also ingrained with some really skewed views on marketing, on money, on talent, on, um, on just following their own joy of writing. And a lot of their views came from their religious upbringing, which led to my second book, which was a satirical self-help book for people pleasers to regain the, um, take their power back from others by tapping into the divine. And it was all about, as what it, Reese Witherspoon says, ambition is not a dirty word. A lot of people that are wanting, that have healing and helpful books within them have some kind of religious upbringing that's a block for them. So I love to come in as one who speaks that used to speak that language very well as a minister for 15 years. And I loved it to help them rewire their brain around monetizing their talents around marketing, not being slimy and manipulative and around their, their idea actually serving people. So I, I thankfully, I, I shouldn't say I thankfully, I intentionally do my own marketing in a way that I only attract sales calls with people that they they have a high frequency of service to others. They believe their ambition is good and holy. And they believe regardless of their religious background, that there's something divine happening when we create, whether it's a podcast content, whether it's a, a keynote, whether it's a book, something divine is at work when we're creating. And that those are the people I call my target audience, spiritually attuned go-getters. And that's the, the way I describe them. And that's, um, thankfully who I attract. Did I answer the question? I think I, yeah, did. Yeah. I think you did. Absolutely. Um, you kind of actually answered the next question I was going to ask you, but maybe we can kind of narrow this down again. Maybe you can tell me a little bit okay. more about those unattuned people that you're working with. So who is your ideal client? I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. <laughs> so my target audience is spiritually attuned go-getters. That does not mean they need to be in pubes or that they even need to be religious whatsoever. It is simply the, the three things that I that I stated, which is um, they believe ambition is good. Um, they have a high frequency of service to others. And they believe that something divine, there's something divine in the creative process. So I work with um, business coaches. I work with, I do work with some ministers, counselors, um, life coaches, consultants. I'm thinking through all of my two fiction writers just started doing that. Um, I, I work with from all across the board. I have a fire and brimstone pastor in California who has a heart of gold. Then I have a boudoir photographer who practices Buddhism. And so um, that 
I, I went back and forth with my own business coach about that, that name spiritually attuned go-getters, but I just, it was so me. I, I like to tell mm -hmm. people I bring, I bring a frequency to the game of, of marketing and of writing. And my frequency is that of Adam Sandler mixed with a shaman and, and spirituality is, is, is very important to me in this game because books, books can heal, books can change lives. And I'm all about those helpful, healing, positive books. Now, I'm a I'm a big fan of a book. I think a book allows me to learn from somebody else. Uh, I tend to hear most of my books rather than read most of my books, although I love to pair the audio and the reading at the same time. It really improves with comprehension. Um, oh, and, you know, really in creating your book, you can kind of use the same type of thing, right? I mean, you can you literally dictate your book either to your phone or like to a Google doc. Um, another way I was thinking is like what I do on the show here, it literally is create content and storytelling, ask questions so that you can get the content out of your brain and into a medium that we can transpose or transcribe or whatever we need to do into creating the book. Uh, and I kind of, I was thinking of that as you were describing the different people that you work with. I'm assuming those people that you work with have clients that are interested in getting and creating content. One of the ways is that book style. Um, I lost my blue light in the back. <laughs> uh, is, there, is, is getting customers one of the difficult things in your business? Is, is getting that referral to come in uh, easy or difficult do you find in the last couple of years? I guess in other words is, you know, how are you acquiring customers? Customers acquisition. Yes, yes. So I am a pro at organic social media marketing on Facebook and Instagram. So I have built my business solely on, on that. Yeah. So organic. no, I have, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Organic. Let's, let's clarify because. Yeah, totally. Paid ads versus organic posting. Why is your organic strategy working really well? What are you doing? That's the magic. Yeah, I have 16 post types that I teach. And I guess I should give a lot of credit to my own business coaches at this point. <laughs> so yeah, so um, th this kind of goes back to 2017, my first book was picked up and the publishing company was like, so this is great and all, but unless you learn how to market, this is nothing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to learn to market. So I began taking tons of um, courses, but three years ago, I partnered with AJ Amix who is my business coach. And then he connected me with a sales expert, Jonathan Heston. And I'm still, I'm still learning from, from them. And so they have made me who I am. So two years ago, started coaching. I was, I was doing marketing for um, online courses, online course creators. I was doing organic social media marketing with them two and a half years ago when I left the, the church. And then started coaching on the side, knowing I was going to be growing that went full-time in, in August. And so 26 authors in, in two years is where I am now. Um, but so they get, they get the, yeah, AJ gets all the credit really for training me in organic social media marketing. So what those posts, these 16 post types and my clients showing up, um, they, we build their personal brand. We, we craft an offer that sells. We have a pre-launch model for Amazon that involves an, um, an early bird list with, with so a little email marketing, an early bird list, knowing the Amazon metrics, getting in the um, behind the scenes of the Amazon world. Um, 
I'm probably answering way too much than you wanted to know. Oh, and a street team. I might've already said that. And then these, these 16 post types that the people, the clients I serve master, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, and now we're bringing in TikTok because apparently Gander, um, Gary Vanderchuk said we have a year. We have a, a year window to, to really get on TikTok. Yep. And so we're hopping on that now. But these 16 post types, they are all built around the principles of, of marketing and allow you to really build relationships with those you serve, keep the lettuce fresh in your marketing. As I say, um, out of those six times you're showing up on the social media platforms a week, only one of those is an offer. And that's intentional because you the, mon the, the modern day currency is respect and trust. So we're, as you know, we're content overloaded. So I want to, I want to, I won't give my money to someone. I won't make a monetary value exchange until I respect and trust that person. So mm -hmm. these 16 post types are all built around that. So yeah, every, all my authors that get to bestseller status on Amazon, not a single ad and they build, they build the crap out of their brand and they connect with a growing audience through these post types. It's not sexy, but it is like show up, show up six times a week on Instagram and Facebook reels obviously are where it's at but facebook for, especially for my target audience the people i serve that are um xers and some young boomers um they're they're still on facebook so mm -hmm. that that yeah that that is that is the that is the game i play and i'm i have mastered it and i i teach my clients to master organic social media marketing too Oh, you and I speak the same language. I just use video and podcast format for the same type of thing. But consistency is what works here, right? I mean, not every post is that viral post, but you show up every single day. And when you show up every single day, they see you, you're credible, they trust you, you're bringing value, and that's how they end up working with you. I mean, that's how it works, right? Yes, that's the key to success. Exactly, exactly. All right, let's talk about what the process is like for working with you. Okay, I get it. I have to write a book. I know I've been thinking about doing it. Now I've decided, you know what, Meg's speaking my, my language. She understands that I got to get it done. She also is going to show me how to do it. What's your sales process like? Look at all those people lined up. See? <laughs> This is the most fun podcast I have, I think I've ever been on. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. That's the goal every time. That's the goal. Yes, 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 yes. So my sales process. Intuition, but also I have a strategy. So folks connect, they feel served through my free content that I'm doing on social media. And they reach out to me in direct message usually is where it, where it happens. And I, I might ask one or two questions about, um, what is the overarching, um, question that you want that this book wants to explore or what is one problem that you would like to guide readers in solving? And those, those questions, usually authors usually those that are, that want to write can, can answer. And so we get, first I get, um, I like to leave time for, for an hour and I strive to make it an exploration called a conversation that is life-changing. Even if we don't work, even if we find we're not a match um, to work together, they will leave with that hour exploration call with more, with more clarity and 
more confidence, with resources, and with with direction. So we first get clear on what what made now the time for them to reach out to me, acknowledging mm-hmm. that they they chose to reach out to me. And um, then I asked them to tell, tell me about this book. If they have, like we shared a, a minute ago, if they have more than one idea that's talking, we get clear on which which one wants to be birthed first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's, I have, I have three different packages. So that's, that's also in the first part of the sales call, I'm getting clear on out of my three packages. Do they just want marketing help? Um, or do they, do they have a finished manuscript and they want what I call a manuscript facelift? And what that is, is I get the man, I get the manuscript for, to ha- I get to have my way with it for a whole month. We don't meet. And, um, but then at the end of the month, we have one zoom session and I share with them all of the structural and developmental edits that I made. I write the back of book copy for them and I write the template for the, I rewrite their whole introduction for them. So not, not a ghostwriter, um, but just giving it the marketing edge. So when it is distributed to Amazon when people zoom in on their tiny phone screens on the back of the book or the introduction, they can see this book is for them and the specific results it's going to get. So that that's a that's a package is you don't coach with me. I just get to have my way with your manuscript for a month. And then the, the biggest package, if they want everything, write it, market, sell it to get it to bestseller status, whether it's through a publishing company or a self-publishing, that is my my biggest package. And that is a seven, it's a seven-month coaching program. And so the first part of the sales call, I get clear which which one of these three packages is best going to serve this this potential client and it's come up before that they need a hybrid package and so i get to ask more clarifying questions to get clear on 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 that offer at the end that i will off when i make an invitation so once we've gotten clear on what they um why now is the right time what package is best for them still listening we of course get clear on on the on the obstacle. So what's really going on here that this, 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 their goal isn't reached yet. And, um, is it, is it, I need help organizing my thoughts into a readable, relatable, retainable, marketable way. Is it, um, I need help making time as a busy parent. Is it, I need accountability. Is it English is my second language. I have one of those clients and I need help from that standpoint. Is it, I don't, I don't know how to market at all. Is it, I don't know who my personal, I don't know who my ideal reader is. That's a thing too, that usually presents itself to writers later. When I work for, with coaches, they already know who their ideal audience is. So they come in ready to serve them. But some people have an idea for their book and they, they don't know who the ideal reader is. And that's totally fine. That'll come up later. So we've gotten clear on the sales call so far on um, what makes now the right time. What package are you, are they, and of course, I'm not saying which package do you want? I'm listening and intuitively asking questions, getting clear. I get clear on the gap or the pain point or the obstacle and get really drill that in. Um, So even if there were not a match, they will leave the call knowing unless I figure out how to show up 30 minutes to write a day, I won't get this done. And so get Mm -hmm. clear on the pain, the gap. And then we, um, I always like to ask on an exploration call, what, what makes working with a coach, partnering with a coach more attractive to them than taking an online course? Cause there are thousands on 
writing a book or reading yep. a book on writing a book. Like what, what is it yep. about working with a coach that attracts you? We get clear on that. And then I love to, I love to share if I am confident that I can get them the goal, help them get to the goal and our frequencies match. And there is a high frequency of service um, to others. I will, I'll share with them. I'm hundred percent confident that I can get you this result. I'm a best-selling author myself. I've served 26 authors toward this goal. I, I would be honored to partner with you before we go any further. I'd love to ask you one question. Um, and that is tell me the specific differences in your life. Be selfish, your life, not your kid's life, not the church's life, not anyone else's life. Like for you, specific differences would it make in your life to have to hold a book in your hand that was yours and it, it's mm. serving people and there's an Amazon bestseller sticker on it. And so, um, and we got, usually we have to dig kind of deep on that for some, some haven't thought about the specific difference. Is that, is that speaking gigs? Is that more money? Is it, um, helping yourself heal? Is it for your child? Is it just more confidence, more joy, a more increased sense of purpose? What are those specific differences? Is it flexibility and time? Um, if you could have, once you were to set up a book funnel and start really making some passive income on this book. So after differences are shared, um, then I ask them, I only work with serious people on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the most serious. How serious are you at completing this completing this book that serves other people. And if they're at a, if they're at an eight or a nine or below, we talk about, well, let's talk about this. What would it take to get you at a 10? And so then once they're at a 10, then I make my official, my official offer. And I, I present a seven, depending on the package, they get to see my whole process, my whole method. I, I share my, I'm on zoom on expiration calls. I share the screen at that point And I, um, show them the step-by-step -step process that they can expect for the package that I, that will best get them to their goal. All right. That's a pretty good process. It's in depth. You're really thinking about what the customer needs. You're really going in depth into what they're looking for and how you're going to accomplish that. Um, so I got two questions. One okay. is from Nakia. He's over here asking, you know, how much does all this cost? What's how do we get this great value? So that's question number one. And then of course, question number two, which is what can you give away to help them get there? I'm giving away free money. Yes. Yes. Giveaways. So fun. So fun. So if you head over to megcalvin.com, there is a freebie, which is three ways. It's a teaching video training, video training, three ways to make marketing your book way more fun and way less frustrating. And as I said before, I'm a pro at the game of organic social media marketing. I am not a pro at the game of email marketing. <laughs> I know enough. <laughs> but with that said, you you will get some love in your inbox when you get this freebie, but not a lot at this point. Like once a quarter, you'll hear from me. And um, but most importantly, you'll get this free training at megcalvin.com. It's right there on the homepage. So the price question. I would love, I would love to share my prices and not prices, investments, because we're professionals, right. investments. I would love to share that. And here's the thing. I can't because until I hear how fast a client wants to move. I have some clients that they like, they want to crawl. They're in no hurry. And I'm like, okay, let's crawl. And I have some that are sprinting. Hussein Bolt, they are going so fast for their goal. So the rate at which you want to reach your goal affects the price, the investment, 
And as I shared, I have, I have varying packages because authors need different things. And so I would really need to, I would get to have the opportunity to hop on a 45 minute to an hour zoom call and help you help you get clear and resources on your writing goals. And then I would lovingly, wonderfully share the investment of partnering, partnering with you. And that totally makes sense. Cause let's face it, ladies and gents, you want to write a book and you want to get it done in 30 days. That's a much different commitment than writing a book and getting it done in the next six months to a year, right? Launched and everything. So depending on how soon you want to get it done, how much accountability and how much work do you want done for you? And those are a lot of different things that you need to sit down and figure out. So make sure you guys go over to Meg's website, megcalvin.com, scrolling across the bottom of the screen, megcalvin.com. You can also find her on social at Hey Meg Calvin. That totally makes sense. Hey Meg, that's where it's at. Make sure you guys check it out if you're ready to start your book. Because let's face it, look, one of the reasons why I love podcasting is because I'm literally recording content that could live forever. My great-grandchildren could be watching this right now and they'll know exactly what my humor was like, what my voice was like, personality, everything. Same Same type of thing lives in a book. A book will live forever. Here's one of the greatest things I learned about a book. When you hand somebody a business card, that thing makes it to the trash faster than a lot of other (laughs) things that you hold. But a book, nobody ever throws away. People keep books forever. That is your marketing tool that gives you the credibility that makes you an expert almost instantaneously. So the investment that you make in writing a book is much more than just dollars. It has a lifetime return, especially if you're doing business. You got to stand out amongst every one of your competitors and a book helps you do that. So one more time, Hey Meg Calvin is her social media handle or go to her website, www.megcalvin.com. Meg, you were amazing. And you know, we love video testimonials. Did you know, by the way, that you just recorded 30 days of content on our show? We literally just did everything we needed to do. Asked you all the questions to create content for you for the next 30 days. Now you're an organic person. How easy was it to record 30 days of content with us? So flipping easy. It was <laughs> quick. It was, it was so easy. Conversation. Was I mean, you've been, and you've been on a lot of podcasts. What's it like recording with us? Oh, this, this is, this is so meta. This is the testimony. Yes. This was so fun and so laid back. I sometimes struggle to sound like a vomiting pretentious encyclopedia and that serves nobody. And so it's really fun to come on here and just feel the fun frequency. And also it's obvious that you guys know your stuff too. So that's really cool. Well, thanks Meg for coming on. By the way, I wanted to give you a special thank you because you were actually scheduled during my uh, time that I had to take off and you rescheduled for me. So thank you very much. Uh, ladies and gents, one more time, I'm going to drop her stuff here on the screen. Uh, her social is Hey Meg Calvin, and website is www.megcalvin.com. Make sure you guys stop by, uh, at least inquire. Like anything else, every professional that comes on the show, you may or may not jive with them, but it requires that you have a conversation. So sit down, have a conversation. You never know. Again, you might be a, an attuned spiritual go-getter who's connecting with another attuned spiritual go-getter, but you wouldn't know if you didn't reach out with a DM or a quick little holler. So uh, Nakia says, thank you guys. Of course, fire. Thank you very much. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again manana. And Meg, thanks again for coming on the show. Peace. And we're out. My pleasure. Bye. Thanks for watching The Business Bros. 
If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with the Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting more customers today.